Welcome to our podcast, All About the Car, brought to you by Sherrill Tire and Service. I'm your host, Rob Hoffman, an auto service specialist with over 44 years of industry experience. We're back in the studio again today with Doug Eichton, Dennis Adamski, Brian Call, and we're talking about the 65th anniversary of Team Sherrill Companies, focusing especially on Sherrill Tire and Service. And this is the second part of a three-part series on our 65th anniversary. And oh, so the stories will continue to be told. So hop in, buckle up, hang on, and let's hit the road. So Denny, you're the old timer here in the group. So I'm going to just like narrow in on you just for the time being. You started back in September of 1966. Yeah. And you've probably seen just about everything, including commercial and farm tire service. Right from the beginning, Butch had just gotten the first service truck. And Dave Danchik was running it at that time. They trained me along with him, along with working in a tire center. And I've been at it ever since. So just kind of explain what the commercial and farm tire service end of our business is. Mobile tire service is really what it is. It's a truck set up to go out to farms and trucking fleets or roadside breakdowns and repair, replace tires. Am I accurate when I say that? Yes, you are. Back then versus now is a whole different world. At that time, it was a electric calcium chloride pump with 55-gallon drums. Mix your calcium chloride with a broomstick. Uh, <laughs> you yes. got bags of powder, didn't you? And you mix it with the water. and you 100 pounders that nobody wanted to handle that we would get in by a semi-load. And you had to yeah. load it, everything by hand. Store them in an old truck body, then rehandle them again as you needed yeah. it going out. Compressor was a gasoline-powered Wisconsin engine on it. No tailgate, no lift, no boom. Everything just basically air-driven compressor and electricity and no bead breaker, no power bead breaker, hammer and chisels. Oh, gosh. So it's like a great big pickup truck and a strong back. <laughs> Go ahead, Danny. You can and, say it. Those are the good old days. And they were, I'll tell you what. I still enjoy coming to work as much now as I did then. Basically, because of the clientele I've gotten to know through the years. Yeah. I've grown up, I'm dealing with a lot of my third generation already. Yeah, I believe that. And they call me, and I'm kind of proud of that. You should be. So, it's a hell of an achievement. And I'm proud to say I've never been thrown off a yard yet. <laughs> Come close once. <laughs> you were telling me a story once where they were uh, all throwing in a dollar and betting on who could get closest to what age you were. Uh, Seneca's crew. At that time, I was in my early 60s. and Or oh, a young guy then. Two or three years ago, I went out basically the same crew and they did it again <laughs> and it was really something that's pretty fun they said you can't be 70 years old and still doing this uh, it shows you how the the equipment has changed over the years equipment know-how and how you go about it it came natural for me yeah. i grew up started changing tires on a farm when i was eight ten years old and it's something i just liked and working with the people I've been invited in houses to eat supper and dinner already, and I've done it already, because you have to. These people aren't happy. You guys have both dealt, you, I don't know if you, you've been on service calls, haven't oh, you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you don't talk their talk and walk their walk, they shy away from you. Well, you got to take care of them. You got to take care of them. It's the only way your business and your reputation is going to grow. 
Well, Sheryl Tire and Service has been growing and evolving. I would imagine the service truck fleet has grown as well. The next truck came around in the company in 1980? 1980. I wasn't there at the time. I'm younger than Denny. As we all are. The story I was told when I took over the Marshfield location is that when we bought that business from the current owner, that the commercial farm service technician and truck came with the building. Bonus. Yeah. Didn't have to hire or train nobody. So that was our second truck. That was our second truck. Okay. Along with the repairs. Yeah. Constantly. The more trucks in the fleet, the more repairs are needed, right, Denny? Never ending. Never ending. To keep the trucks up and going, it's it's a never-ending battle. One thing I wanted to bring up is that, Danny, both you and I are not large men, and that's one of the misconceptions of people that to do this job, you got to be a big, burly guy, but yet you got to be a guy that understands leverage and angles and how to use your equipment. And, you know, if you look at the equipment that's on a truck today, we have lift gates that lift the tire up into the back so it doesn't hurt yourself. We have a mobile crane that Helps you move the big loader tires around. We have pneumatic tools to break the bead loose. We have cordless impact wrenches to take nuts off and put them back on. State of the art. All kinds of warning lights. By the way, anyone listening to this, when you see a service truck on the side of the road, move over and slow down. Come on now. Little safety plug by Doug Ike in there. You better believe it. I got a team to protect. Talking about people changing tires and that, especially your big farm and commercial stuff. It's not the body size. Tire changing is basically geometry. It is. It all starts out from zero. You start learning leverage points and stuff like that and do your lubing and stuff like that. Use your jack and that to help you out, your boom, whenever necessary. It's not that hard of a job. Gets tough, ask for help. Yep. Yeah, you have the tire work for you. Yep. Use the, the tire the has the to tire. work for you, yep. The tire, the car, the jack, all of your equipment is there so that it's there to help you. You don't use it, you keep it in that compartment, you're going to come back tired, hurt, yeah. and you're not going to like your job. You know what comes to mind? Working smart, not hard. Yeah. I would imagine that if you get a call from, let's say, a farmer during a rainy season and their tractor is out in the middle of a field in the mud, in the rain, and can't move, who are they going to call? It's going to be you, right, Denny? And how are you going to fix that tire? Well, you got two options. Either get a bigger tractor and pull it out of there, or else get that same tractor and pull you in there. Hope to get yourself situated and just start jacking. I've got blocks left in a few different places in the ground to this day. Yeah. Six, eight feet down. <laughs> Chill out up a couple of years, of, yeah, years from now. <laughs> keep putting. You get a Lenko or a Combine, and you're in for trouble. There's no bottom underneath you. Yeah, you just keep putting another block on top until it stops. Start double jacking, jack to jack. It's like a bridge piling. Yep. I can't imagine all the tools that you have to have on that truck. There's got to be hand tools, bars. Doug, you had started to talk a little bit about how those trucks are equipped, but how do you keep these trucks equipped and with what? Well, we have a list of all the tools that are supposed to be on every truck, and then we do an inspection several times a year just to make sure that they're all there. But there's a handful of tools that you use on every single job. And so you take pretty good care of those. And then we have a lot of specialty tools that we do kind of a different thing where when somebody learns about a tool that's going to make our life easier or more efficient, then we'll buy one of them and test it and see if it works. And if it works, then we expand it through the whole fleet and every truck gets one or at least every location gets one. So, uh, Going back to when Denny started, we had one truck. Yeah. 
So when did that fleet start expanding? Well, in 80, when we bought Marshfield, we got another truck. And then the next step was in Wisconsin Rapids. We built a new store and uh, put a truck in place there. That was 1985, if I remember 85, right. Five, yeah. So 20 and, years in the business, and we're up to three trucks. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yep. And then when we built Plover, then since Plover was near Stevens Point, we put a truck in there, and then... We covered for Clover for a number of years. A lot of years. Yeah. Yep. Before they had a truck. I covered that all Portage County and Wapaka into yeah. Rapids, all of that with one truck. I mean, we were all over the place. We probably would eat with that one truck. We covered more miles than each tire center does right now. It was just a bigger circle at that time. Sure. Sure. So but the first 20 years. That's 72 internationals on the road all the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, it was 52. 52. Yeah, that's right. It was 52. 52. <laughs> yeah. So the first 20 years, we ended up with three trucks. Obviously, that's accelerated a little bit. It has, actually. We added another location in Medford in around 2000. We bought out an existing dealership, and that had a service truck as well. And then uh, we partnered with a company down in Laval, Wisconsin. It's a small town down by Wisconsin Dells called Harchie Tire. And that location had two trucks at the time. I believe we added a third truck. Ironically, that is our largest commercial and farm location out of our chain. And then uh, we built a new center in Weston right by uh, St. Clair's Hospital. And there comes another truck that or two. That was 2003 or 2005, somewhere around there. 2003, yeah. Yeah, another truck there. And then our business has continued to expand, so we've added multiple trucks. We just added two more trucks. We're up to 17 in the central Wisconsin area. And it's pretty remarkable because if you add up all the service trucks from all our competitors, I don't think they have 17 trucks when you add them up. So what type of marketing or how do you get the word out to the public and all these businesses that we're here to serve and come out and serve their tire and farm tire needs? How do you get that word out there? What are some of the creative things that we've done? Yeah, it's really remarkable because people always say, well, you should advertise more. But if you're advertising to a farm segment, the immediate question is, where do you put that ad? Because everybody listens to something different. It's very regional. The country music station in Marshfield is not the country music station they listen to in Stevens Point. So our entire scheme, so to speak, is all of the people that run our service trucks are our ambassadors. So when we go out and take care of a guest, we make it a point to talk to them, generate some kind of relationship with them, understand them better. And then when we don't have things to do, we'll actually go out and stop into people's places and introduce ourselves and ask for their business. And it's done really well for us. And it's, it's almost like the people on the service truck are running their own independent business, but we're financing the whole thing. Does uh, lunch on the farm spark any memories? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've done all kinds of things. We used to do uh, called farm user meetings where we'd invite a whole bunch of people in for pancake breakfast. And then we... Change that to we would go to a specific farm and we'd invite all the neighboring farmers to come in and we'd bring in our vendors. Goodyear would come in or we brought a bank in once and uh, we'd talk about the products and the services that we have. And then we did the, a really interesting thing one in Harchie one year was lunch in the pit. And our salesman at the time in that area used to work for a asphalt excavating company down there. So he knew the whole procedure at the asphalt pit. So when the trucks came in, they have to actually spray the box with some kind of oil mm -hmm. so that the asphalt doesn't stick. So what we did is, Mike Kelly was his name, is when the truck pulled up, he would spray down the, the box so that the driver could get out. And we were grilling bratwurst and hamburgers, and we served him lunch 
And so then when they got done eating their lunch, their truck was ready to go. And then when Mike was done spraying the box, he would look at all the tires on the truck and then contact the company and let them know what all the tires looked like on each individual truck. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, lunch on a farm was the same way. I mean, you get to talk to these people one-on-one. They never ask them what they have for problems. They'll usually come to you once you gain that confidence. It's quite the change over your career going from... One truck up to 17 trucks now. Yep. yep. It's been I nice. haven't even seen them all yet. <laughs> you haven't? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, it's been quite the ride again today, and I thank you very much to Dennis Adamski, Brian Cole, and Doug Eichton for joining the ride and filling us in on all these great stories about the commercial farm division of Sherrill Tire and Service. We hope to have you ride along next time on All About the Car. To listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, or to simply send us a message, head to allaboutthecarpodcast.com. We'll see you next time.